Welcome back to All About Ours, the club's official club podcast. Of course, this is the last one of the season. And once again, joined by club ambassador, England international and former Rangers winger, Andy Sinton. Since, how are we? I would like to say good, but obviously uh, disappointed, like all our fans, like everyone at the club, uh, with the way the season's finished. But uh, it is what it is. All About Ours is available on our YouTube, SoundCloud and Spotify channels, so you have plenty of options to be able to get your QPR fix and listen to us wherever you are. So we'll get straight to it since, obviously, the departure of Mark Warburton. What's sort of your take on it? He's sort of left us in a stronger position than when he first arrived, so there is positives, but there also is, of course, negatives. Well, first of all, I'd say, you know, uh, it's never nice and it's, you, you don't like to say when any manager leaves his post, certainly when he's at your club, um, someone like Mark, who's, you know, acted with professionalism and integrity at all times. Um, I think the sign of any manager when he leaves the club, uh, can you leave the club in a better position than when you found it? I think everyone would agree Mark has done that and the club statement when the, the news was announced sort of echoed that. So Mark, you know, he leaves the club um, with his head held high. Um, but the club have made the change. We have to uh, go again. We have to regroup during the summer and we've got a, we've, we've, we've got a key period coming up. And it was sort of referenced when we made the announcement that he was departing, but we've gone from, play, we're now playoff contenders, whereas before perhaps we weren't. So it's a positive that Mark has progressed us. He's came in, he's kind of done a job, he's not got us over the line, but that's sort of a take now that we are a bit more in a better position than what we were, aren't we? Uh, very much so. I think uh, this season and the back end of last season, you know, what, uh, what Mark and the, his staff and the squad have given us, they give us uh, some excitement, they give us some hope, um, expectation. You know, if I, if, I, if I was to strip this back into, to go back into last season, you know, from January, um, we were absolutely superb from January through till the summer, to the end of the season. What that did, that, that raised excitement, that raised hope, that raised excitement uh, uh, around the club and amongst our fans. Uh, and rightly so, because we finished uh, last season on a real high. I think we, some, we took almost two points a game, which is exceptional. The squad in the summer was um, added to. Um, you know, players who were on loan had been signed. And I think, again, that even heightened the expectation and the excitement and the hope. Um, we start the first half of the season where we left off, you know, in, in really, really good form, playing some good football, scoring goals um, uh, that were exciting us. We got ourselves in a brilliant position for the first time in six or seven seasons. Uh, everything was looking really good and promising. You get to the end of January, then we just... Um, Everyone will have their reasons, and there'll be reasons which I'm sure we'll discuss. But our form, our results, our points accumulation since the end of January um, hasn't been good enough. And ultimately, that leads to us coming up short of where we wanted to be in the top six with a chance to fight for promotion. And ultimately, um, I suppose that's the period 18 games since the the, the end of January, start of February, including the cup game at Peterborough. That's the 18 games, which has uh, probably cost Mark his job. Has he been somewhat a failure of his own success in a way, in the sense of how well we were 
for the last 13 months. We spoke about it off camera. We had a, if we'd done it through the calendar year, we'd probably be in the promotion situation. Yeah, possibly, you know, there's all ifs, buts, there's all sorts of scenarios. I've already mentioned, you know, the, the second half of last season, but if you took the calendar year from January to January, I suppose 13 months, if you took the start of 2021 to the end of January, uh, 2022 we would have been in the top two three teams in the in the division on points accumulated um as i say club was uh, the the squad was added to um and you know everything looked everything looked really bright and rosy but um as i say that period from february to where we are now has been really disappointing um you know i'm disappointed i'm flat i'm deflated, I'm sure the players are, the staff are, everyone behind the scenes, but more importantly, our fans are, you know. Um, so the club have made the decision to make a change. Um, a summer, interesting summer, a big summer ahead. But as I say, once the change is made, we, we have to get behind it. We have to regroup. We have to learn from all the experiences on and off the field. And we have to be ready in August to go again. There's many positives, but there's also negatives. What, as a former player yourself, what would you, what's your take on it? What, what sort of has gone wrong? Is it the injuries, the accumulation of games that we've had over a period of time? Could you pinpoint one exact thing that... I think everyone will, you know, this, we, we could be here all week debating everything, you know, um, all valid points. I want to say I don't, I don't want to use things as excuses. I don't like excuses because uh, every club, every team in the division will be in dealt a hand that you have to you have to accept, you have to get on with it. Um, but undoubtedly, there's been some key, key things happen to us during the season. Injuries is one. Um, you know, again, I'll say it again, it's not an excuse, it's a fact. We've lost key players at key times. Um, goalkeeping situation has been unprecedented to, to lose so many. You lose your number one, then you bring someone in to replace him and he gets injured after, after doing well. Um, losing key players, Rob Dickey towards the end of the season. But for me, the biggest loss was uh, losing Chris Willock. Um, I'm a big fan of Chris's. I think he's developed this year into a, uh, such an important player for our team and our club. Um, respected across the league now, you know, he, he's earned that right. So to lose him with six, seven games to go was a, was a big, big blow. So there's, there, there's reasons, you know, did teams in the second half of the season, did they work us out the way we were playing? Could we adjusted? Could we have changed formation? All of this comes in. Could we have dealt with set plays better? You know, we could be here till next week debating various points that have happened in the last 18 games. But you know, it's horrible to say, but we've gone from being over a calendar year, one of the best teams in the division to probably being at the bottom of the table with 12 points from 17 games, which, um, is left us scratching our head, really, really baffled, and obviously very disappointed. You mentioned a, a positive there, Chris Willock. Chris Willock, Jimmy Dunn, they're two players this season that probably will look back on this season. Yep. They've, the time that they've sort of risen to it, I keep you up, not two, two, two huge positives. Um, you know, I've already touched on Chris, you know, his development, uh, his, his influence on the pitch in terms of his, his output and numbers, you know, his assists and his goals that he's getting. Uh, Ilias Cheer's got another season under his belt who his numbers are quite good or, or good for, for where he plays, so he'll be better for the season. Jimmy, you know, did Jimmy or did everyone expect Jimmy to play as many games as he, as he has done? 
probably not when he signed, but I think he's developed into a, a good, this is a compliment, old-fashioned type centre-half, if you like, who relishes defending and the battle. Um, if we were speaking to Jimmy now, Jimmy will know as well as anyone, still things he needs to work on. Um, but that's been a, that's been another positive during the season. You know, sometimes when you're ending the season like we are, it's difficult to 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 sift through the season and pick the positives. But you know what? I think everyone will be in agreement. When the dust settles and the disappointment, I don't think it'll subside. But when we get over and we get into next week and we we're looking back, there has been positives, big positive. You know, we got ourselves into a a wonderful position um, at the end of January. We just we just couldn't get the job finished and we've discussed and we could be here till next week. So many reasons, so many factors, but we didn't, we are where we are. League tables don't lie. We're gonna come up short. Can we learn? Can the players learn individually, um, collectively? Can we learn as a club? Um, and that's the, that's the important thing. We have to learn from any mistakes that have been made, rectify them and hopefully roll your sleeves up come back fighting, come back stronger, and get ready to go again. And for a player like you were here when Trevor Francis brought you in here, and probably arguably one of your best seasons in a QPR shirt came under Jerry Francis. So what's that like for a player that's been brought in by Mark Warburton now, going into the summer? What's that feeling like? Uh, it's a strange one, uh, because if you've been signed for a manager, uh, I know it's slightly different now with sort of the recruitment policies, et cetera, et cetera. But if you've been signed by a manager who's playing you, he obviously sees something in you that he, that he likes. Once that manager is gonna go out the door, you'd only be human as a player to, to think who's coming in. Will he like me? What will he try and change in me? But very quickly as a player, you have to sit back. And I've been there, uh, you have to use that in a positive light and go, okay, one, I need to impress whoever comes through the door. I need to still be in the team and I need to improve my performances. I need to improve myself every day in training. I have to work on my weaknesses, um, work out. Um, so you just mentioned Jimmy, who we've spoke about. If I'm Jimmy during the summer and if Jimmy was listening or sitting next to me, like, who's caused your problems this year? Because uh, you'll play against them next year. How they caused your problems, why they caused the problems. Now you've got a season of games under your, your belt. Can you learn from that? And could you organise and dictate people in front of you? So let's say if teams break on us, which I felt happened too much during the season sometimes, you know, can you demand from who's in front of you to, to hold the middle of the park uh, and be your insurance policy so you're not exposed as a defender? So all of that, all the players, listen, those players will be hurting. They'll be hurting like hell. Um, just like we all are, but learn from the experiences, put them behind you as hard as it is and, you know, the hurt that we're all feeling, but you can't do anything about it now. We can all speculate and ask questions and this and that and should we have done this and should we have done that and what could we have done different. The fact is we didn't, we paid the price and we have to learn and go again. We sat back start the season in August, how great it will be for the supporters to be back here after what has been a tough year and a half away. We're now at the end of the season. There's been many lows, but there has also been many highs, hasn't there? Especially 
on the road, but there's been enjoyable nights here in W12, isn't there as well? You know, this 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 season has been, um, I think it's been amazing from the point of view of the support that we've had um, as a club and as a team. The, the, the fans' support home and away has been absolutely incredible. I was talking to someone the other day, you know, I was, I was mentioning the Millwall game, you know, after we've gone through a season where, barring a couple of games when a couple of thousand were allowed in, you know, full season without any fans home or away. Um, so to see, we got a little bit of a flavour pre-season, didn't we, with a couple of the friendlies. But Millwall at home, opening day of the season, the noise, I can still hear it, I can still feel it to a degree, you know, and I, I was, I was quite emotional because having spoken to a lot of fans during lockdown um, and recognised the journey all of us have been on, but some fans, you know, difficult times, everyone had a story, whether it was isolation, loneliness, lost a loved one, illness, etc., etc. Um, I really understood that football clubs need their fans, but fans need their football club and I think that's been that's been evident during the, the season home and away the support has been absolutely incredible such a shame that we weren't able to deliver as a team uh, what we wanted what we hoped for and let's face it for vast majority of the season what looked likely that we were going to be able to get it didn't happen but you know any fans who are listening you're in your support absolutely outstanding thank you so much and uh, I say really really is appreciated sort of sprung a question on on you here since what in commentary up in Mick London in the gantry what's been your sort of moment that you sort of look back and really enjoyed that this season there's been many you know I think we've we've been uh, for large portions of the season certainly until that run that we've 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 highlighted I think we played some really good football we scored some terrific goals as a team couple of really good individual goals. Um, you know, Rob Dickey start of the season, sort of set the tone, didn't he, with a couple of um, couple of long ranges following on from the one he got the season before at Middlesbrough. Uh, you look at Andre Gray's goal up at Derby, a wonderful individual goal. Uh, Andre's goal at Cardiff, where Andre Dizel plays for me the pass of the season. You know, uh, looking one way and splits the defence. And um, so, look, <laughs> Been lots of positives, you know. Mentioned Chris and the goal he scores up at Birmingham, you know, as a as a, as a wide player. To see that goal and the positiveness that he that he manufactured, the space for himself and the calmness of the finish. Um, no, many 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 positives. But I'd come back to the positives, the real positive for me. Fans back in the stadium, the noise they've made, the way they got behind the team, uh, home and away. For me, that's been the real positives. Very professional answer. <laughs> but what about the most, your favourite scream then after we've scored? What have you looked back and went, wow, I really went for it then? God, I think there's a few. I get, uh, <laughs> wouldn't say I get embarrassed, but you know, um, Charlie's goal against West Brom because I, I didn't say I predicted it, but at nil-nil, I remember saying, you know, there's 3,000 West Brom fans. Charlie comes off the bench. Scripts are sometimes written. Um, Willick's goal up at uh, Birmingham got me off my seat, um, you know, for, for, for obvious reasons. But um, now there's been a, 
there's been a few when uh, when I someone plays with them back, I go since just settle yourself down. But you know what, Simon? When I'm when Nick, I almost get lost in the game. I become a, I not become because I am a commentator like a fan, and I I understand having been a, a former player the the ups and downs from game to game, the emotions we all go through, the nervousness that fans are feeling because they just want their team to win. So uh, sometimes it's a it's a scream of relief. Sometimes it's a scream of real um, ecstasy, if you, if you like, with something's really uh, excited me, if, if, if that's the right thing to say. So uh, I'm sure they're all different. Um, and I certainly, when Rangers score, I certainly make no apologies for, uh, for screaming like I do. <laughs> um, and sort of bringing it back to the manager, if you were in the hierarchy above making sort of a decision what type of manager? i'm not going to ask you for a name but what type of manager would you be looking to bring in to take us to the next step and move on in the journey that we're on well i think it's you know managers normally leave a club when when things aren't going particularly well that's why they leave unless they get poached if you like to a, a much higher level so as we've already said um, and the club have echoed that with their statement you know i think Mark has moved the club forward. Unfortunately, we have to look at um, the last three or four months where performances for me uh, have been well below what we've served up before that. You know, if I look at those 18 games, you know, I'll, how many performances were really what we've seen over the last year or so? I would probably say Huddersfield away was close to being a very, very good performance where we played with seemingly energy, freedom, created um, so I don't know listen I'm not part of that um, uh, discussion process if you like but there'll be a plan in place uh, how do we take the club from where we are now to the next sort of level if you are what's the next level um, who knows and that's open for debate as well but there'll be names banded about there'll be discussions happening and I'm sure there'll be a plan and if we've made the change which is which has been done uh, we have to accept it, embrace it, move forward and uh, have a very positive summer going into a new season. Is it a, a very big summer ahead? I think so. I think um, you know, not only is the um, manager change, uh, there's, there's some loan players go back to their parent club. There's some players out of contract which, um, from what I'm led to believe or what I'm reading, haven't been... Uh, tied down yet so that, that leaves things up in the air you've obviously got a new manager coming in um, is he going to bring staff in uh, who knows uh, what way is he going to play what formation is he going to play what does he want from players in a particular position um, what's his philosophy what's his DNA if you like what, is, what, is, what does he want from a group of players and how can he take us forward that's 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 been what's said, so that, that has to happen. So yeah, um, just like us all, we'll, we'll, we'll sit back and we'll, we'll see what happens. And um, I know once we dust ourselves down, once we get over the disappointment, we'll roll our sleeves up. We will try on and off the pitch to be better than we were yesterday. And we look to go again. Um, so yeah, we'll get, get Swansea out of the way, get the summer, see what it brings and come July, um, going into August, the players will be back in June. 
the hard work starts again and have to build on where we are and uh, where we were. You sort of touched on it earlier, but how is it a summer different for a professional footballer here at QPR now compared to yourself when you were sort of lacing your boots up in the <laughs> early 90s? What you're saying a long time ago. <laughs> That's what you meant <laughs> no, to say. Yeah. <laughs> um, a lot different because, you know, you'll have some players go away with their international groups. Um, for some, the season will end at Swansea and maybe they're in for a couple of days to do uh, test them. But again, you know, with changes at the helm, that might be different. Some are certainly not as long as uh, it once was. Players will, quite rightly so, go and relax and recuperate and enjoy some family time. It's a long, tough season, relentless. Spend a lot of time away from home. Um, you know, the demands uh, of the, the fixture schedules, the pressure that comes with that. Yeah, they're paid to do that, but it, it's still there. You've still got to deal with that. Um, very privileged position before anyone says, well, you know, the, the players, they get paid a lot of money. We, we, we get all that, but they need a little bit of their downtime. Recharge the batteries, focus, think about the season they've had uh, individually, collectively. If it was me, I'd go and enjoy my holiday, but I'd be thinking, how can I improve? Uh, what do I need to do to improve? Um, and look to come back and build on, if you feel like, as a player, if you felt like you've had a good season, okay, how can you be even better? If you feel like there's certain aspects that you've done well in the season but haven't done so well, okay, I need to work on that. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's a summer for players to go and relax, go and switch off to a degree, but have to come back, and I'm sure they will, um, if they're coming back, which players are coming back, with fire in their belly and use the huge disappointment that we've all gone through, but they've gone through it more so. They're playing the game, they're stepping out, they're pulling on the shirt. Use that disappointment and you have to turn that into a, a positive motivational tool. Because if I'm in that dressing room and I'm being in the position we were for it to fall away, I don't want that to happen again. I really, really don't. So. I have an obligation to myself as a player to make sure that doesn't happen to me, but I'll also have an obligation to the dressing room to demand that from your teammates that it doesn't happen again as well. So, uh, so yeah, we have to learn from the disappointment. Before we start to look ahead to next season, just on a very separate note, again, putting you very on the spot, um, QPR Women's played here last weekend for the first time as QPR FC Women played at the Kind Prince Foundation Stadium. How important is that and how great is it to see women's football as well taking a field at uh, what we call the home of football here at QPR? Well, it's huge and great to see, you know. I think um, it's great that the, the, the women's female part of the club and girls all the way through now is, is connected to the club. That needed to happen, so that's been done in the last few years. Credit to everyone that's involved in, in that, to see them play at the stadium in front of fans that will give them a lift and maybe that could be and should be something that happens more in the future so everyone connected with that element of the of the club uh, a big well done for the progress that has made and as i said it's all about you know little steps how can you improve day by day week by week month by month season by season and the girls section of the football club has certainly done that and a nice 2-1 win as well, sealed off a fourth place finish in the 
yeah. fourth tier of women's football. Well. So a very well impressive yeah. season, wasn't it? So yeah, looking ahead to sort of next season, it's a very it's an early start, isn't it? Because of the World Cup in the summer. So how, how is that going to sort of impact preparation in the pre-season and then obviously in the summer we have a break which is unheard of in the yeah. second tier of English football, isn't it? Yeah, it's going to be a, it's going to be a strange one um, with that in mind, you know, I, was, I was found myself thinking a couple of weeks ago, how's it all going to work, how's it going to pan out, you know, how do the players who aren't involved in that tournament, do they, do they get a little mini break, do they need to then pick it up and almost do a mini pre-season again, you know? Coming back earlier, I've already touched upon the, the the breaks not as long as probably they would like or or it used to be. So, uh, but they're, they're they're fit lads. They'll have their programs during the summer, um, and rather than think about you know what this is not ideal, you have to you have to go. This this is what it is. So you know we're we're back a little bit earlier. Uh, we have that break um, that can be used both as a positive or it might affect you. Who knows? Yeah, no one's got a crystal ball, but it is what it is. Um, World Cup, World Cup year, uh, middle of the winter, very, very interesting. But all that will take care of itself. But from the football and the club point of view, all of that needs to be factored into the, the forward planner. Um, and I'm sure that already has been done. But yeah, the big, big, big summer, interesting summer. But we'll get Saturday out of the way, and then we start looking forwards again. You'll be watching the World Cup with a nice warm old wine rather than a pina colada on the beach. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, I always thought about a winter break, you know, could I, I've never done it, maybe this gives me an opportunity, but uh, as I say, I've, I haven't even thought that far, I haven't even thought past Saturday yet in terms of, uh, you know, watching the team or what it, what it throws up at us, but um, I'll say. World Cup year, I think it's an exciting year, you know, uh, throws up all sorts of memories and what it can bring you. Certainly it'll bring the nation together, uh, then we'll sit back and ride the roller coaster of being an England fan and uh, just like we've been through this season, supporting Queen's Park Rangers. Perfect, we'll leave it there. Thank you, since and thank you for the Thanks. season throughout as it's been a pleasure working with you on this podcast, so thank you. This has been QPR's official club podcast, all about ours. Thank you again for joining us this season.